Welcome back, everybody, to the Prefer Not to Say podcast. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here listening to your boys, Boutique As Paul and Brodo Bird. Yeah, fun times. Working a lot. <laughs> Call that fun. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's maybe working sometimes. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes he works, sometimes he doesn't. Hey, man, I came back with a different attitude. Uh, this company works for me. I don't work for it. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it's got to be sometimes. Mm-hmm. So today's episode is Stop Being Grateful. This is a very misleading title, but I'm going to read this post I saw a few days back to Greg to see how he reacts <laughs> because I know how he's going to react and it's going to be priceless. Welcome to another edition of Greg Reacts. <laughs> Should start a YouTube channel. Greg Reacts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's set the scene. You're a single parent with a child. You work full time for $14 an hour. You bring home roughly $800 per paycheck. Your bills, $1,000 for rent, $150 electrical, $250 car payment, $150 car insurance. So let's do the math. You bring home about $1,600 a month, and your bills average about $1,550, give or take. You're making it, but barely. This doesn't even include groceries, internet, cable, cell phone, etc. In parentheses, nor does it include child tax credit or child support. Now, it's a really cold December, and you got a power bill for $600. How do you pay that? To put it simply, you don't. Because you can't. So your power gets shut off. But you know what your lease says? It says you get evicted if your utilities are terminated. So now you're in court crying to a judge who doesn't care and you have 10 days to get out. Well, you're in luck because you found somewhere within three days to spare and it's only $650 a month. But to get in, you must pass a background and credit check, which you can't because you got evicted. You've never been a criminal, but even if you could pass it, you're looking at $1,300 to move in after paying the deposit in first month's rent. Time's up. Landlord shows up at 7 a.m. with the police and changed your locks. So now you're living in your car with your seven-year-old son and everything you need to get by. You try to get a storage unit, but you don't have a billing address, so they won't sell you one, or so they won't sell one to you. So you could take what you so you take what you could, so you take what you would fit in your backseat. You can pay to shower, you pay to shower at local truck stops and eat wherever whatever can be cooked in a gas station microwave. Someone sees you and your son living like this and calls CPS. Guess what happens next? They remove your child from your care. As if this isn't devastating enough, you lose your job too. In parentheses, it says, because an employee losing their child reflects poorly on this company. So now you apply for an apartment with the region where the waiting list is three to seven years. Then you go into Walmart to put in an application. When you get back to your car, you see that your back window has been smashed and someone helped themselves to your belongings. Remember that it is December and really cold. Now you now you have damaged your only shelter. You call your car insurance who says your deductible is $1,000 and they're going to increase your monthly rate since you're now high risk. You call the homeless shelter as a last resort and their beds are full. I'll stop here because I think you get the point. The people we work with every day are these people. We are these people. We are all so close to homelessness and don't even realize it. All it takes is one unexpected bill, one fender bender, one layoff, one house fire, etc. Instead of talking trash about people who are poor, homeless, or need assistance, why don't you try being grateful that you're not in their shoes yet? This is about staying humble and being kind. Be thankful for what you have. I know most of you won't read this, but if you did read it, please comment a heart. Copy and paste your page. Hashtag repost. Hashtag grateful and blessed. <laughs> Bro, fuck grateful. Somebody help that First lady. Off, exactly. <laughs> this is the problem. How about instead of being grateful, we push to implement systems to where this isn't a possibility. Honestly. I do have a question about her budget, though. I'm like, what's what, what, what's with the car note? Why is it that expensive? Because I got a car note. and It's not that expensive. <laughs> 
It could be depending on what she got. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to put any any of the blame on her. She probably rationalized it like if I get a uh, more expensive car, it's more reliable. It'll last longer before I have to put fucking repairs into it, which makes sense. But still, 250. That's and these are just like random estimates. So, you know, mm-hmm. who knows how accurate it could be? I mean, that rent's probably even more expensive than they said. because They said a thousand dollars, thousand dollars. Single mom. Mm. I mean, that sounds about right for like. Maybe like the Kentwood area, but like out in like Holland, for example, it's like twelve hundred dollars for a for a one bedroom apartment. Oh, fuck all that. That's that's why uh, my buddy Connor's like, well, why don't you move to Holland? I was like, I'm not fucking paying that. I'd rather commute every day. <laughs> fuck that noise. Commuting's cheaper. Yeah, pay that much in rent just for mm-hmm. one bedroom or a studio. Mm-mm. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. I don't think convenience is worth paying those kind of prices. I think the worst part about this story is that like. You can't even argue that this person isn't trying in life because they make more than the current minimum wage. Yeah, you know? they make almost double the federal minimum wage. Yeah, they're making fourteen dollars an hour. Which, as soon as you were like, "Yeah, they make fourteen dollars an hour," I did the quick math on that. I was like, "Yeah, that's about what I make. That's around there. That makes that 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 follows." You know, but I'm just like, "God damn." That really puts it into perspective when I see coworkers, you know, who are single moms and whatnot, and I'm like. I wonder why they don't do like anything or why they work 400 million hours of overtime. I was like, yeah, it's fucking hard out here. I just never understood the sentiment in looking at it like, man, I'm so glad I don't have to struggle. Oh, man, that for those people, this person's homeless and dying in the street. I'm sure thankful that I'm not them. It's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Help them out. Shit. Like it, when people don't have a support structure, like they don't have family and friends that they can rely on in times of need. It's like. The the public has to be there to help them. That's what a community is, you know. Um, me personally, like if I see a neighbor who's struggling, I'm 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 the type of person to be like, well, how can I help them out, even if it's something small, you know. But I think that's what we lack these days in America. We got too large and too too privatized and too corporate that nobody looks at their community as a community anymore. Everybody's really just doesn't. like my community extends as far as the boundaries of my property, and that's it. You know, yeah, that's pretty accurate for nowadays. It just boggles my mind that they would say all it takes is this and this. That shouldn't be the case Mm-mm. at all. Like it, our system's broken if literally one thing can derail your whole existence. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, if she didn't have to pay so much in insurance. Oh, man, then she'd be doing better. If, uh, you know, the cost of utilities wasn't like dramatic because because it's for profit, you know. If it was just, I don't know, something that was uh, controlled and regulated and was prevented from being too expensive, then she wouldn't be in such dire straits. If housing wasn't for profit, you know, then her rent wouldn't be so much. It'd be like $400 or less. Don't they say that your living expense should be 25 to 30% of what your pay is? Yep. They say that, but then there's there's like few and far between can you find a place that hits that margin you know like oh your living expense should only be this amount okay well then entry level wages should be larger because you can't find a a livable place that's that cheap you know and and people are well don't work entry level jobs you know go some work somewhere work entry level when you're young and then go and uh you know, chase promotions and raises and stuff. It's like, well, then what about when bad shit happens? Like the pandemic happened. There's this new guy at the company. I thought he was like, uh, cause we've been having like, uh, like the suits 
basically come out and work with us because we're like severely understaffed, I guess. I don't know. I don't see it. And there's this other guy who comes in and I assumed he was one of them because he has that demeanor about him. I'm like, how long you been with this company? He's like, oh, like a month. I'm like, oh, you you just started. <laughs> you you look so out of place. And he's like, yeah, I used to be like a uh, like a financial advisor or some shit or he worked he worked for a bank or whatever. And I'm like, oh, so you got you got fucked by the pandemic. <laughs> welcome to the party buddy but <laughs> oh you know no. so like he's he's had a career and then just gets laid low by something and now he's working entry level at some fucking manufacturing plant you know and like i can only imagine how his finances are looking he's probably got a like a, a big house with all kinds of debt and larger bills and whatnot and he's just struggling to get by right now i guarantee it yeah there's two specific points i want to hit in the past couple minutes of conversation one is regarding insurance. Insurance does not make sense. Mm-hmm. Being an adult and having paid it by myself for several years now, why am I paying a premium? Then you have to take care of a deductible. And then in most cases, after deductible, you have co-pays. Mm-hmm. What's the point of insurance? It's a scam. It makes no sense. I'm paying and then I still have to keep paying. You know what my favorite part of insurance is? Is that when when you propose the alternative to like let's say health insurance for example and you say like oh well we should have just like everyone should healthcare should be like provided you know it should be like taxpayer funded you know single payer system everybody's like oh no that's socialism and it's like well if that's your if that's your concept on it we already have socialist healthcare you know with these insurance companies it's thousands and thousands of people depending on you know which which uh which company is with that are all putting money into one pot and then when one motherfucker gets injured everybody's paying for it and then there's money scraped off the top that's how they make their profit and that's how an insurance company works that's it that's a big if because insurance companies their job isn't to provide anything their job is to make sure they don't have to pay you honestly they have all these reasons not to pay you so if you're like oh man healthcare for all is socialism well we already have that except it's corrupt you know, we're advocating for a better, purer form of what we already have right now. That's I think I it's weird healthcare. when people do that, but then you see some of those people contributing to GoFundMe's or starting GoFundMe's. Mm-hmm. This is this is the thing you're against. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I'm I'm against all of us coming together to pay for our our collective health, but definitely let's all come together to pay for our, for my fucking medical bills. Oh man, well you need to crowdfund healthcare. Fucking can't it's remember wild. Where I heard it, but America ain't shit but a third world country living in a first world country's corpse. Yeah. And then the thing about jobs. Well, I encourage young people to work, there aren't any opportunities for young people. When places say you need experience, they don't mean in their position, they mean back in the days when it's easy for high school kids to work a job and still go to school. And then they work those jobs until they get out. And that's where the experience was like most customer service translates into office work, but kids got too much homework to do nowadays. They got too many things to worry about school wise. So some of them, you know, don't have the time to work. And then when they get out there, there's this, you know, preaching, Oh, go to school, go to school. And if you spend all your time going to school and not working, then you get out and then they're like, Oh, by the way, you need six years of experience plus your degree. There's there's also um, I've, I figured this out, you know, because I tried to, I tried seeking work at the age of 14. That's as early as it was. But uh, there's there's almost this uh, 
this 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 predatory system at place in in play when they when they're deciding who they do and do not hire you know basically they evaluate each candidate and find out who when i say who needs who needs the job more but when i say who needs it i mean like who will bend over backwards to keep it because if they don't have it they start losing shit you know so they see like a teenager who can do the job just fine but a teenager lives with their parents at any point they can just be like fuck this and leave you know and not suffer for it whereas they could hire an adult who looks like they got debt and problems and kids and stuff they'll they'll basically suck your dick to keep the job because if they don't then they're out of a home you know and their kids don't eat and shit like that and they'll pay just enough to where it's barely what you need and then if you lose it you'll lose everything so you're stuck there forever yep also, you have to work all these hours. So you don't have the free time to think about or create an alternative source of revenue. It's wild. You know, I don't subscribe to the conspiracy theories, but there is a clear system working to keep everybody occupied so they don't realize their own self-worth. Even even if it's not a giant conspiracy theory or if, if it's not a giant plot going on to systematically keep poor people down, even if that's not the case, we can't ignore the fact that that is an, an an effect of what's in play and has to be addressed. I also find it interesting when we talk about raising wages and everyone's like, oh, everything's going to go up in price. And Dan Price likes to point out, yeah, whenever any of these companies get bailouts or they have massive profits, you don't see them driving their prices down. Mm, he, he, he's also given a, a wage comparison of like different establishments versus other corporations. Like mm-hmm. this corporation pays this. They have the same prices as this company and they pay less. It's it's pure greed. There's no reason for, for people to be paid as little as they are with with how expensive things are today and how much profit there is that is being made. There's no reason for people to be paid less than I hate to say, it, but like less than like twenty dollars an hour, <laughs> like, unless it's like a really, really small company that's just trying to start out. Sure, they can get away with like fifteen, sixteen dollars, but like any company that's like. Got a got an employee count of like a thousand or more, you know, twenty dollars an hour minimum. There's no fucking way you don't generate enough profit to sustain that. Exactly. I've seen numerous charts where people have scaled the rate of productivity and production goes up so much and wages sort of flatlined. And I think the number came out to twenty five something an hour should be the minimum wage realistically, having met production demand and expansion. No, nah, them CEOs wouldn't be able to buy six houses if we did that. It's the fucked up part is they still could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It's like, so oh, what will happen if we pay everybody at twenty dollars an hour? It's like some fucking billionaire somewhere won't be able to buy his one thousandth yacht. Like that's it. That is the only difference. And he'll still probably be able to do that. Honestly, he'll still do that. He just won't have billions stored away in a vault that no one's using. That's like hoarding gasoline and storing it in your backyard just to fuck over your neighbors so they can't drive their cars. So you're not using it. You're not. You have more than you could use in your entire lifetime, like a hundred times over. Yeah, but it's just it's just fuck them because they're not me. That's the American <laughs> spirit. Every time somebody's talking That's about the American, American way, dream, the American dream is victimizing other people. It's predation. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. (laughs) 
And welcome back with the second half of Stop Being Grateful. Mm-hmm. Eat the Rich Edition. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on Twitter and uh, artist Bad Snacks is on a little political tirade today on Twitter. She says, since I'm on a, my political tirade today, I would just like to point out that I don't believe that most impoverished folks can conceptualize what a billion dollars actually means. And I don't think that most billionaires can conceptually conceptualize what being impoverished impoverished is like at all i think these two sides of the spectrum completely enable one another to continue growing in their respective trends rich have been getting richer poor are getting poorer i don't know why not everyone in this country realizes this it's like the people who defend the billionaires you don't understand how much a billion dollars is your brain isn't comprehending that correctly just like the rich people don't understand Poor people. Yeah, when the rich people think six hundred dollars to hold or hold over a family for fucking twelve months, <laughs> here's here's six hundred dollars. You can make it last a year, right? <laughs> well, I mean, when people from the silent generation are deciding this, man, back in my day, six hundred dollars could pay for everything for a year. <laughs> back in my day, six hundred dollars bought a house. Why are you complaining? <laughs> but yeah, no, I get that. You know, it's, it's sometimes when I have arguments with people, and they're like, well. This person put in uh, the investment capital and the risk to start this business. And I'm like, that's fine. They can be millionaires. I got no problem with millionaires. But as soon as somebody hits that big B, it's like, uh-uh. No, there's no way to get there. That No human being on earth can put in any amount of effort or investment or work to be worth a billion dollars. Not a goddamn one got there without screwing others. Single digit, I think low single digit billions is the, I mean, at that point, that's if you have assets. It's like how, you know, Kanye West and Tyler Perry both hit a billion dollars, but Kanye's got shoes. That's a massive industry. Tyler Perry owns a, what, the largest film studio in the country. Their assets got them the single digit billions. It's like, or Jack Dorsey, he's got Twitter, you know. But once you hit, once you hit that extra zero and then that zero after that, yeah, that's literally your workforce is doing that for you and you're not giving them enough. Yeah. As soon as it is, I feel like as soon as it, as soon as whatever you built hits the point of like you're detached to to the point of where like you're no longer involved in the process, you know I don't mean like I don't mean you don't, you need to be out there doing the job, but I mean like if you're not at least involved making the decisions, like you you hire a board to do everything, you just step the fuck away and continue to rake in profits. I feel like you shouldn't. Like I don't I don't care that you made it. You're no longer participating. Why are you reaping the rewards? You know it's like if I if I if I built somebody a fucking if I if I put together a pair of shoes for somebody and then I just gave them to them, be like, all right, well, you owe me for every single day that you wear those, you know? Oh, you wore them to work? I need a cut of that because I made those. It's well, mine. Imagine royalties in fashion. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also, we have this weird backwards ideology where it's like that meme I saw where someone's like, I'm working two jobs and I can't afford this. It's, they both only pay like $7 an hour. Or seven twenty five, and then the person making twenty five is like, "No, you can't. You just got to work harder." Blah blah blah. And then the billionaire behind him, "Yes, my boy. Tell them, and one day you might be like me." <laughs> I love that too. It's so good. But uh, the funny thing is, the people saying, "Oh, you think people working at McDonald's should be able to afford this, this, and this?" People are never concerned with themselves getting more. They're concerned with people having less than them, and that is just sick and twisted. It's not. It's not about. It's really not about people being able to to advance and grow in life it's really about people people in the middle don't want the bottom to be uplifted to where they're at because then they're at the new bottom and they're afraid of that 
I don't want to be the poorest person in the country making $20 an hour. So what? You, everyone would be making that. How the fuck are you the poorest person in the country? There's, I mean, technically, sure, but like, you're not wanting anymore. You're not going without. It's also Nothing's this, changed for you. It's also this weird, obscured valuation of labor nowadays. It doesn't make any sense. Especially that whole sentiment of, well, I don't want people making as much as me because I do this and this. Okay, then you should be turning that to your boss and saying, hey, what's that bag look like? Yeah, honestly. People Everybody are, should be getting raises. I don't think people who work at McDonald's should be making $20 an hour. Do you go to McDonald's? Yeah. Well, then you don't really get a fucking opinion. You have a demand and they have the supply. They should be paying their people to create the, to, to create that product for you. Also, at what point do we worry about what other people paid their employees? Right. It's like when Dan Price first implemented a $70,000 a year raise or wage. And everybody was like, how could you pay your employees that? That's his business. And they don't have outside investment. I mean, he was just saying the other day, too, when he was like, yeah, you know, oh, I, I, I raised the minimum wage at my company to 70000 or whatever. And it was like himself and some newer employees, like a handful got raised up to 70K. Everybody else was like there or above already, which is kind of funny. I think it was. I think a good part of the employee base made about half that and it doubled it. And I, apparently there were some people who quit over it. I don't know the full story. I don't know if that had to do with his brother leaving the company. He had some legal problems with his brother who he started the company with. I don't know if that was a result. I remember he actually posted the other day because when Rush Limbaugh died, he said he's sad because this is actually somebody, you know, he listened to growing up because of the household he was in. He's like, you know, I'm sad for my parents because they really looked up to him, you know, and he's not he wasn't going to go on the tyrant about that because he was he used to be on the other side. But he brought up how he had said that he hopes this shows that socialism doesn't work and that, yeah, he, I think he was saying he becomes a study at the you know Harvard Business School or whatever, or it becomes a case study. And he said, yeah, we did become a case study and it was how successful it was. And he said his followers didn't get all the information because they never brought it up again. That was the only instance. The top, I think, Google search for his company has the words out of business attached to it because everybody's just assuming he went out of business. Yeah, he said there's no shareholders to tell him what to do, so he can do that if he wants. And the fact that people were like, how could you pay people this much? What does it matter? It's got nothing to do with you. Stop being grateful or the people who should be like, you should be just happy to have a job. I've been treated no. like that at places before. It's like, <laughs> look, I can walk right out of here and this will just throw your whole thing off. Yeah, that's why that's why I don't respect any workplace, you know, until until, until I'm paid what I'm worth, you know. If if I can walk into a workplace and outperform everybody else, then you're, there's no fucking way in hell that you're paying me what I'm worth, right? You know, so I'm like, God damn, I can't talk right now. So I can't stay with with any, or well, I shouldn't say that I can't stay. I'll stay wherever I need to stay to get what I need done done. But I can't respect a company that treats their employees like that. You know, oh, you should be thankful that you have this job at all. Well, this job doesn't, you know, enable me to do anything with my life. It just makes sure that I don't fucking die tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Being thankful doesn't pay bills. Honestly. So you should be thankful people want to work for this place. And by that, I mean, you should treat them better. I hate I absolutely hate when any company asks, well, what can we do better? It's like pay, pay. That's the only thing I want. to. If you're not talking money, I don't want, I don't want to hear it, you know. Like, oh, what, what can we do to improve retention? What can we do to make your, your time here more, like, uh, amenable? It's like, pay me more. That's it. 
<laughs> the answer they don't want to hear. It's like saying, what can we do to make everything better for everybody? And why is it a pizza party? That's what they mean. What can we do that we can write off? That would be a nice perk for you guys. You can pay. You can write off wages. What? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Now don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> We need to find a way to reduce our taxable income. Pay us. I saw this one tweet. Then we got to pay the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, as a licensed therapist, I can tell you what people really need is money. Mm-hmm. I hate that. That bullshit. Oh, you need to find what makes you happy in life. It's fucking money. <laughs> like, the sad part is, you know how many industries require people to suffer? Pretty much all of them. If your job isn't have fun and get paid for it. You're required to suffer. <laughs> well, no, I just mean like other industries that wouldn't survive. The alcohol industry wouldn't oh, yeah. be what it is if yeah. you know people didn't drink their pain away. Cigarette companies would be non-existent if people weren't stressed and smoking cigarettes. The the alcohol thing I can I can absolutely lead in credence to because in my early twenties when I like I didn't own a car, I don't know what the fuck I was doing with my life. I was just making enough money to get by. I was that was when I drank the most. You know, and then I like re- started reducing all my debt and getting my head on straight and all that. And I think the last time I had a drink was New Year's, you know, and like that's like a big thing because uh, normally I drink regularly, but I don't know. What's well, also the thing, you know, there there would be I don't want to say it'd be a niche thing, but more enthusiasts would be into it. The people who like you know, the different types of alcohols you'd have bigger. You wouldn't have general beer sales anymore. People who just. You know, whatever the cheap stuff is just to get themselves messed up because they can't handle life. Let me go buy a 30 rack of Bud Light just because I'm depressed or I need a beer after work. I that I don't like understand that anymore. I used to I used to say shit like that, but I don't understand why I said it. You know, oh, man, if a long, long day of work, I need a nice cold beer. Why? <laughs> Fucking why? What? That's a weird <laughs> thing. You know, that's can people do that due to the conditioning mm. that is not based on anything more than that's what they saw growing up. Everybody saw their dad doing that. I mean, I, I don't think I saw my dad doing that. That that wasn't like the first thing he did when he came home. You got people who was like, first thing they do, come in, crack open a beer, sit on the couch and watch TV. I saw it everywhere else and like in like mainstream media, like the Simpsons and shit. But like, I, I don't really remember my dad drinking a whole lot or at least me witnessing it. You know, I'm sure I'm absolutely certain he was an alcoholic, may still be. But it was never something that I paid attention to. Right. I'm just talking about people where it's, you know, it's what they saw. So that's just what they. Oh, I just thought that's what you did. Dude, conditioning, conditioning as a child is really weird because you pick up some strange habits from previous generations that don't make sense anymore. I did learn a couple of years ago what my equivalent to that is when people are like, oh, long day hard work. I'm going to come home, and have a beer, long day hard work. I'm going to come home and have a nap. And then after that, <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep for eight hours. And after that, I might have another nap like that. That is better than any substance you could ever give me. And it's free. Hey, man, you want to try these fucked up hardcore drugs? I think I'd rather have a nap. <laughs> you want to try napping? Here, that's the new craze. <laughs> Why did we stop doing that? <laughs> hey, have a nap at school. Why did that stop in kindergarten? That's some bullshit. <laughs> I would have loved to have nap time in high school. Their success rate in school would probably be better if there was nap time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, nap right before a big test. What um what uh what 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 tech company has like naps in their schedule i can't remember what it was 
I know it's not uncommon in European countries to have nap, but it's one of those weird things where you're at work all day. At that point, just cut my hours down to six a day and I'll just go home. I will say working at the uh, one company I worked at that was, cr- that was owned by uh, LG Chem. I'll just fucking say it. I've seen uh, the uh, the engineers that they flew in from Korea sleeping at work. And I'm like, that makes sense. And <laughs> I, I asked them about it to him. Like, when's the last time you've been back at your uh, like hotel? Because they, they don't have a fucking home here. Like, when's the last time you've been home, essentially? And they're like three days ago and i'm like damn <laughs> wow <laughs> you better be rich as fuck motherfucker like, <laughs> is like yeah i'm pulling like a 60 70 72 hour <laughs> shift like fuck no no thanks uh-uh at the end of like maybe 10 12 hours and be like we need you to stay here and be like get fucked <laughs> That's some weird stuff right there. But yeah, as I was saying, you know, there's a lot of companies that would just go out of business. Like I was saying, like, you know, general alcohol sales would dwindle because, you know, you'd have the people who like, you know, all the craft beers and all the it, really interesting stuff or the eccentric, you know, wine connoisseurs or liquor, you know, collectors. It, that, that would be it. And I feel like that's what the market should be. It's just, the, too, there's too much of this like, like general product shit in, in every industry, you know? Or like, you know, imagine the therapy field would be completely different. One, it probably would stop being for profit because those prices are outrageous just to go talk somebody. But also they need people to have problems. Otherwise, they are not in business or cigarette companies. Like I said earlier, that would just be gone because people wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't need it. That's the only reason I've never been like diagnosed or going to therapy or anything like that. I was like, ain't no fucking way I can afford it. So I'm not going to. Also, all your problems could probably be solved with money. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I deepen my problems to go figure out that my problems are money? Time and money. Those make everything better. Shorten the work week and increase pay. Everyone's happy. I don't even need a lot, though. I just need like a thousand every week for a 20 hour (laughs) shift. That's it. Or just a thousand dollars a week sitting at home. Yeah, that too. Or just hit. But I'd, I'd get sick of it, you know. I mean, the the like eight some odd months. Yeah, I got I got fucking sick of it after. Could you imagine years? No, <laughs> should have invested in GameStop that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I was like dumb rich, I would still need to work with my hands. You know, I, I just can't. I can't like not. So when people say, oh, if you give everybody a UBI, they'll just fucking stop working. There's too many people out there like me who will just be like, I can't. I'm sitting idle too long. I need to do something. That's they another weird thing. Why do we work? assume that if you give people stuff, they won't work? No, that's not how that works. They'll just find other ways to spend their time. UBI, okay, then I'm only working a part-time job. Oh, so you are, you are overestimating the, the how far UBI would go. Yeah. It's, it's not taking care of everybody's bills. It, it, here, it would literally go to rent. It would go to the landlords. That's it. <laughs> it's the gap between like the, the wealthy and the poor, and they don't understand it. If you give them a U, UBI, then they won't fucking work. Bitch, that's $1,000. What can you do with that? I mean, I'll stretch $1,000 a couple months if I fucking have to, but that's like giving up shit. You know, That's not a standard of living. I think the thing that no one ever talks about is previous generations wouldn't survive if they were young people now. Their values and the way they were back then, that doesn't translate here. You'd be, they'd be mad or they'd be big mad real quick at some of the things that go on here. I, I would love, absolutely love to see someone from the, from, from that generation as a young person today trying to get hired anywhere. You know, they, they do the knock on the door approach. Oh, y'all hiring? Uh, we were, but 
a hundred people fucking went online and applied already. So get lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing where I was like, oh, well, you know, go in and put in an application. Don't work like that anymore. People don't have time to see people about that. Also, it's funny because things would trip them out about how companies work nowadays. They, you know, especially ones that don't do regular raises. They'll be like, oh, when's my review? What review? <laughs> Whenever we want to give it to you. Fuck so off. what's the pension plan? You mean the 401k? That you can pay into that we match because, you know, that's how that works. That's how we get around paying people more. We'll offer to match your 401k. Yeah. Or you could just pay more. And that way that person can invest it in something that will make some real money. Well, they get a better write off, I'm sure, if they're investing in your 401k. Oh, yeah. Stop being grateful, everybody. Grateful leads to complacent and it leads to the wrong type of logic. And with that, I think we'll end the episode there. Yeah. Thought I'd hit you with another. Let's see how Greg reacts. <laughs> and it's always priceless. I like these. <laughs> Fun. So, yeah, that's the episode for today, everybody. You know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, PNTS underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook. Follow us individually. I'm at BTQ Paul on Twitter and Instagram. I currently have a single out called Winter in Michigan. Go check it out. It's on Spotify and every other streaming service. And there's a music video out on YouTube. Uh, you can find Greg at DMS underscore BrotoBird on Instagram. And... His streaming got yet pushed back a little bit longer <laughs> further out. It's frustrating me every day. <laughs> it, it'll be back. Mm. It's anticipation. It's greatest aphrodisiac. Make sure to buy our merch at lavishmediastore.com. We're pretty much buy anything that Lavish Media Designs puts out. They just did a drop recently. I think another one's coming soon. John posts his tests for upcoming merch all the time it's mm. very entertaining he's been he has a love-hate relationship with his embroidery machine I love it. <laughs> it's great yeah uh that's about it i don't think there's any other announcements uh oh listen to my other podcast the k-cut drop episodes every week that's a fun one a little bit more nuanced we talk about movies give you a bunch of recommendations of things that you may or may not watch so if you if, if you're a film buff there's no better show to listen to Yes, we talk about generally between six and nine movies as topics mm-hmm. for the episode. Well, I take that back. There's usually three to six, depending on what kind of episode it is. And then we recommend, we each recommend one randomly at the end, just off the top of our head. I think we're at episode 11 now, and we've probably talked about directly over 100 films and then brought up various ones. So thanks for listening, everybody. And as I always say, collaboration breeds community. Stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace.